Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The total number of those unaccounted, 151. Because of this terrible tragedy. People of Florida want to understand how could this happen. Infrastructure bill. We have a deal. Two hours later, so he wouldn't sign it unless he got a multi-trillion dollar blowout spending bill. I can't remember it being this hot. An extended heat wave will continue with highs near or above 100. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. A new week. I guess the pre-4th of July week, right? Yeah, if anybody's working this week. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, if you think it's hot here. Portland. How about Portland? Uh, Record high. And this has been going on for like two weeks now. And uh, the record high tomorrow is supposed to be the worst day, either today or tomorrow. But they're looking at 110 to 115 degrees in Portland. Mm-hmm. It's hotter in Portland than it is in Phoenix, Arizona. That's hot. Yeah, where I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks, um, normally a hot day is 80. And it's supposed to get up to 91 today. So Somehow, I, you know, I know this is mean, but for Portland to be roasting <laughs> is... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I was thinking the same po- thing. Poetic I, justice or something. I, I said, I'm not going to say that, but I was thinking it. So. <laughs> they like the heat. They can have the heat. A uh, seven-year-old girl was bitten by a shark while swimming off the coast of North Carolina over the weekend. Happened down in Ocean Isle, which is almost down to South Carolina line. Um, apparently, seven-year-old girl, she just got nipped. She got stitched up, and she's going to be fine. Apparently, she's very brave. Uh, three shark attacks um, were tallied throughout North Carolina last year, and that was the fourth highest total nationwide, according to the News and Observer. I would have thought there was more than that last yeah, year. Yeah, I would too. But uh, according couple, to this, a couple of years ago, it was oh, a couple of years ago, it was like a couple of dozen of them. Um, well, after that story was out, I saw a story where um, they pinged the shark, a thousand-pound great white shark, at the mouth of the Noose River into the Pamlico Sound today, this morning. Wow. Like 12 or 13 feet. I did, I did not see that. Yeah, that was just, just a few minutes ago I noticed it. So That would be a little scary. Yeah, that's the size of a boat. Yeah, really. <laughs> big. We need to get a bigger boat. <laughs> the uh, situation down in Florida, not good. The uh, condominium that came down. And, boy, I am – you talk about lawsuits. There is going to be a lot of lawsuits. Right now, they're talking about 151 missing, nine dead. And I don't want to sound morbid. I don't want to be the person here that doesn't hold out hope. And, and let's hope and pray for a miracle that more are found alive. But every day that goes by, it is, it is just a, a bad situation. And uh, there was one story over the weekend where an uh, individual, a woman— Fair, for fairly young woman, 40 years old, was on the telephone with her husband, who was up in D.C. at the time, saying, something is really strange going on. I'm looking out at the pool, and it's disappearing into a sinkhole. And the next thing you know, the phone went dead, and uh, she's one of the missing. Now, where was the pool in relation to the building? Was it on top of the building or a lower level? There was. I, I was looking at a aerial photograph of it, and there is, you know, there's two buildings there. Mm-hmm. There's at least one pool. Well, if it, was, if it fell on the sinkhole, it would have to be on ground level, right? I mean, right, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, there was another pool that was still intact that was just, uh, I, 
I, I guess it would be on the west side of the, the, the building that's currently existing. But uh, you think people are moving out of that other building as quick <laughs> as possible? Uh, do you think the you want to get a good buy on a uh, condo down in Florida? I, mm. It would really be curious to find out what has happened to the price of condominiums in general in Miami, Florida. I, I bet the banks won't loan any money right now. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how many insurance companies say um, – your rate is going to go up tenfold or we're just not going to insure you wow did you see the story where i don't know if it was their parents or grandparents of one individual had called from a landline like 16 times since the collapse of the building giving the indication that you know they're inside trapped making a call it was on one of the news stories uh, yesterday so um yeah i think you know the question is how much how much do you have inside you know is it a large cavernous space that you're mm-hmm. protected in or is i mean it looks like just a pile of rubble but uh let's let's pray that uh let's pray that i am wrong and that we'll find a number of uh, folks alive in there uh what is annoying though is uh yes leave it to the left to immediately try <laughs> to use this for their their political advantage and that's exactly what the washington post did a, a columnist for the washington post came out and immediately tried to blame Ron DeSantis. Mm. Uh, this, this is unbelievable. This, this is just so distasteful, whether it be right or left. Um, now, now, DeSantis, I think, will come out fine. In fact, the more they try to pile on, the more he has a wise, winsome comeback. And, you know, he's a little bit like Donald Trump in that at the end of the day, he's usually proven right. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeSantis um, was accused, and, and this writer, Hannah Dreher, Dyer, I guess is how you pronounce it, um, she writes, or she tweeted, I should say, she's with the Washington Post, she tweeted, there's a saying in emergency management, the first 24 hours are the only 24 hours. FEMA was ready to deploy to the condo collapse almost immediately and included the crisis in its daily briefing, but didn't get permission from Ron DeSantis to get on the ground for a full day. <laughs> Out and out fabrication. Yeah, and he's been defended by some of the Democrat elected well, the, the leaders. Mayor of, the the yeah. mayor of Miami who's and, a Democrat, and, and also think maybe a um, House member or something came to his defense too. That's down there. I mean, it's just an out and out lie, and yet these people continue to do this. The the, the false narrative that the progressives continue to to pump out is is mind boggling. It's infuriating. And, and they wonder why nobody believes them. They they wonder why when Donald Trump calls them out as fake news. I know they got they get all upset and how how dare he attack the press? But you are you're a bunch of liars. But the fake thing, fake news is oh, a, is a is a kind way oh, of putting real, it. Yeah, it's a real thing. And and I bet if she's challenged on it, she'll probably you know state well she had sources. Well, as a journalist, you got a responsibility. To, to weed through those sources before you tweet <laughs> and yeah. see if there's anything to them. It's probably just, you know, some Democrat journalists sitting around having too much wine, just throwing stuff up against the wall and some of them picking up on it and tweeting it, you know. But these are the same people that get all over Trump for tweeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, will Twitter take her down? No. no. <laughs> I don't think so. I am – I'm not an anti – Carolina State fan. You know, it's interesting. Coming from moving down here decades ago from Maryland, I went to the University of Maryland. I, you know, I, I had 
teams that I had a preference for and teams that I didn't care for as much in, in the in the Carolinas, in North Carolina. I won't I won't list them for you. And and since then some of my attitudes have changed. I mean, for the longest time I just could not root for Duke in basketball. <laughs> uh, as I found out that uh, Mike Shashevsky is uh, more conservative than and uh, than I first realized, I've come to appreciate him a little bit more. And you got to appreciate him as a coach. I mean, the guy's course, a winner. He became pretty woke this year when he needed to be. So yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I I mean, a lot of people down here, you know, this. You know, if, if you like Carolina, you hate State or you hate Duke or whatever. Right. I, I don't really have a dog in the fight for North Carolina State. But they got screwed. <laughs> Royally. <laughs> they yeah. got screwed. There is a great piece in the Carolina Journal. See if you can find this and put it up on our website, Clark, uh, uh, ENC News and Views. They point out really well that State just got screwed. I mean, first of all, I, well, I think one of the, the best points of this article is in Nebraska, it's wide open. Mm-hmm. You have got a stadium full of fans, and they've they got a new stadium out there. I don't know how many it holds, but it looks like it's – I mean, it's almost comparable to major league stats. Yeah, I think it's almost 30,000, yeah. 25 to yeah. 30,000. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost as big as a small major league stadium. And they're in there packed in, shoulder to shoulder, not mm. testing anybody. No. I mean, how mm. many people in the stadium are, are carrying COVID? I mean, it, it, I'm sure there are people in there if they tested everybody. So they find two players that they well the during the press conference after one of the games last week, the coach said, "Well, you know, we've got a couple of guys that have the bug," and immediately they start testing everybody, and they found two that had COVID, put one in isolation. Apparently, one was sent home, and then uh, they they start pulling kids out. They had, and with the the game they lost to uh, on Friday by a score of three to one, with a bunch of, of of people playing out of position had nine nine position players four pitchers and of the nine position players i think five were playing out of position had a pitcher playing first base and third base yeah mm-hmm. so but they had six players that could have played yeah and th- there's no explanation as to why they weren't allowed to play mm. i've got my f- suspicions but i know it sounds uh black helicopterish but uh <laughs> I just think I just think the NCAA loves some Vandy. They love some SEC teams, and they love Vandy. And they're looking for a storyline. Well, that's the other thing that they point out in the story in the Carolina Journal is that apparently the retesting got going because Vandy requested it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 Vandy. I mean, why should they look? I that, that, I've got a little bit of a problem with that. I mean, Vandy came out on top on that. Yeah. Why Why do they have? I mean, they. Why should they have an opportunity to request that? I, I don't get that. Well, here's the other thing too: is why weren't the other teams tested? They weren't. Well, I've I've heard a source um, that cited um, I can't recall. He's got a show that said that Vandy actually was tested. They and, were and tested negative. I haven't seen it written, but the the person that told me is is pretty on top of this type of thing and it was one of the sports shows uh i think last night actually that um said that they were tested well here's the other interesting thing too the county in which the uh the stadium is located is douglas county Mm -hmm. and the ncaa comes out and says this decision was made on the recommendation of the championship medical team and the douglas county health department 
That's what the NCAA came out and said. The Douglas County Health Department said, whoa, don't throw us under the bus. Yeah. We didn't say that. Basically, they came out and said, we don't have an opinion as to whether or not you should remove NC State or not. We'll go with, we'll abide by what the NCAA decides. But they came and said, don't throw us under the bus. Don't blame this on us. Well, you know, the thing is, they they say they could not play Saturday. They're out of the tournament. But they had, um, they would have had 19 players available Saturday with negative tests versus 13 on Friday. So why can you? Why would you not? Yeah. Why can you play with 13 on Friday but not 19 on Saturday? I, I don't get that. That makes no sense to me. And there was only four people that tested positive. And I, I understand, you know, they're, they're, but this, I mean, you're taking us back a year ago. And a couple of them had been vaccinated. Yeah. So. I, I, I understand. Well, here's the other question I would have. Okay, the, the, the coach said a couple of them had a bug and they weren't feeling well. But, I mean, were any of them sick sick? Yeah. Were any of them sick sick? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, that, that they, I mean, these are, these are college-age <laughs> athletes, and there's very – and look, I know that we, we have cases, but they're very rare of a college-age student dying of COVID. Yep. It's rare. But the idea – I mean, these, these kids are around thousands of fans handing out autographs to strangers, and, and they're going to send NC State – I'm sorry for NC State fans. You got the – you got the royal – and, you know, Slam. I've seen all sorts of opinions the last couple of days about it. Um, and I, I'll tell you, historically, I'm not an Elliott Aviant fan. I, I don't know him personally, but I've just never liked his demeanor. He uh, His sportsmanship, to me, has somewhat been in question. I will say he seemed like he's mellow, mellowed the last couple of years, and he, he stayed very calm during this. But when they're getting on Elliott Aviant about not requiring his team to be vaccinated, that's a decision that's made between an adult and and if they're not an adult, they're parents and a medical doctor, right. not a baseball coach. Right. So I don't see how they're getting on him for not requiring his team. If, well, he, if he didn't require his team to be vaccinated and he left it up to them and their parents and the doctors, I say good for Elliot Avian. It's not his place to require that. Yeah. He's not a medical professional. Yeah. And basically, the, the uh, NC State athletic director basically said the same thing. The um, – I, I, I will leave it at that. I, I guess the other, the other, uh, I mean, you do, you do feel for uh, Devonte Brown tweeted an opportunity of a lifetime, something you dream of as a little kid, just snatched away in the blink of an eye. That was one heck of a game they played Friday though, to be. Oh know, yeah. With, with, I mean, to think they almost won I yeah. mean, three to one is everybody playing out of position and you have pitchers that are going to the plate that haven't batted all year. And yeah, you, yeah. You had the, uh, the pitcher that pitched the previous game that pitched such a great game. Maybe high field was his name. He played first base, had not batted since high school and he went three for three. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> goes to show you, you know, how good athletes these yeah, guys are yeah, and their competitiveness. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other good pace, piece of baseball news for, uh, East Carolina is, uh, looks like, uh, the ECU coach, Cliff Godwin will remain in place. I'm I'm assuming. I, we, we there was nothing out today, was there? No, nah, he's not going to LSU. Arizona they're picking up Arizona's coach. Arizona's, um, which kind of surprised me because he has no SEC experience at all. He's been West Coast the whole time. So I expected it would be. I really expected it would be either Cliff Godwin or uh, Link Jarrett at Notre Dame. But neither one. I will. 
We've got to take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. News and Views continues right after this. This is your Drive at 5 in ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Take a look at your weather forecast. Uh, if you like today, it's going to be a repeat basically for Tuesday and Wednesday. A slight chance of showers high in the low to mid-90s. And uh, at night, low around 72. Again, about a chance of rain, eh, 20%. 20 to 30% each day. So very similar to what we had today. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, an outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fee. Call 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. 252-752-4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Joe Biden signed an executive order aimed at increasing diversity and inclusion in the federal workforce. Now, that's the nice way of putting it. (laughs) The White House said in a press release on Friday that the government has made progress toward fostering a more equitable and inclusive environment. Too many underserved communities remain underrepresented. The executive order established an initiative led by the Office of Personnel Management and the Office of Management and Budget to advance employment opportunities among people of color, women, first-generation professionals and immigrants, individuals with disabilities, LGBTQ plus individuals, Americans from rural areas, older Americans and others. This is the biggest load of garbage I've ever heard in my life. I mean, first of all, how do you know whether someone is LGBTQ plus? I mean, really? I, I mean, so so. We're and so, who cares? What, what yeah, does that exactly. guy do? Yeah. If you do your job well, I don't care. Yeah. I don't well, care. Well, merit is not mentioned in this. <laughs> merit and seniority is never mentioned. I'm going to say something about this. This could be controversial but have you ever been to many federal office buildings uh i've been to enough to know so is he saying he's gonna hire more white males <laughs> because there's not a lot of white males yeah. in federal federal office buildings I, i'm just i'm just here to tell you i go in a lot of them and there are not a lot of white males so h- how can it be more diverse <laughs> well, maybe they need to hire <laughs> white i mean males. they go hire more white males but this whole this whole mess of <laughs> Who cares what people identify? If you do a damn gone good job, who cares? Yeah. Well, it's just it's just more racial and whatever division the Democrat it's party, identity politics, whatever they can Pure do to and divide simple, identity politics, and, and and that is exactly right. And going back to Obama, who's the poster child for this, you know, he comes in and he's he's the great uniter, and he wasn't. He was the great divider. And their whole philosophy is let's get people angry at each other. Let's divide America. That's the whole reason for critical race theory. And this is just an extension of that. This is critical race theory on steroids and basically saying, you know what, we're going to make sure that the white male is blamed. And, and again, the white male is not listed in this at all, unless I, I would think, wow, well, you could be an old white male and we might consider you. I doubt it. But here's the other thing. This is going to get to the courts. We will end up spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, taking this to the courts. It will make its way all the way up to the courts. 
And although there's another case case out of the Supreme Court today that was disappointing, but I would think if this got to the Supreme Court, it's going to get is, is they're going to say this is unconstitutional. You cannot do this. This is this is discrimination. This is discrimination. Now I realize liberals think, well, as long as we're, uh, you know, as long as minorities and and are and certain demographics that we deem as important, then then you can't consider that discrimination. But the bottom line is, it is discrimination. Yeah. And when when is someone when is a Democrat when was the last Democrat <clears throat> talk about what we have in common as Americans instead of what we have in our differences, uh, our commonalities of of people that want religious and economic and personal freedom, <laughs> and and live in a place that have the ability to be based on their own rational self interest, not what the government tells them they can and cannot do. But but no, the Democrat Party wants to divide, divide, divide. And says the reason your neighbor has something that you don't is your neighbor's fault, or because your neighbor is this color, or your neighbor believes in this, or your neighbor had these advantages. Instead of saying, "Hey, we give you the opportunity to do whatever you want to based on your own merit," but that's not Joe Biden. During his press con, did he have a press conference on signing this? I'm sure he did. I was just wondering if he whispered, got real close and whispered. <laughs> What an idiot! Did you see that? Yes. Did you see the the whole whispering press conference? Yes. Oh gosh, the guy's nuts. <laughs> he is nuts. That's putting it kindly, I think. Was it Joe Reagan? Is that the guy's name? Uh, Joe Rogan. Rogan, yeah, Rogan. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he, he's one of the few people out there that, uh, other than News and Views, that just comes out and says the guy's nuts. Oh well, he he does get paid hundred million dollars to yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say a few he's, more things about Joe Biden if you pay me that much money. <laughs> The U.S. Supreme Court did come out today and declined to take up a major transgender rights case, leaving in place a lower court's ruling that a Virginia public school board acted unlawfully in preventing a transgender student from using a bathroom at his, at her high school that corresponded to her gender identity. Yes, I'm using her biological sex that she was born with. The justices opted not to hear the Gloucester County School Board appeal of the 2020 ruling by the Richmond-based Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals that transgender student Gavin Grimm is protected under federal law that bars sex discrimination in education known as Title IX and the U.S. Constitution's requirement that people be treated equally under the law. The Fourth Circuit Court ruling does not set a national legal precedent. So, it is not codified nationally. They didn't pick it up and run with it. But I'm I'm surprised now. Um, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito did want to hear the case. What shocks me is, and I'm not surprised that John Roberts didn't want to hear the case or take up the case. But Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett didn't want to take it up. Had they voted to hear the case, it would have gone through. You know. There's an awful lot of cases the Supreme Court, they just don't want to hear it. I, it seems like to me more than ever before. I mean, do they not have the guts to, to take the tough cases? I, I, mean, I, I would hope. Uh, I mean, listen, if it was something that would have extended liberalism and we still had Ruth Bader Ginsburg in there, we, if we still had a liberal Supreme Court, they would have taken it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't understand how you have these people that seem to be really solid conservative justices. They get on the Supreme Court and they turn into wimps. 
I don't I don't know if they just if they want to be liked by the Washington it. Post and the New York Times. I think they're afraid of the media. The you know most of the media, ninety percent of the media, um, I mean, they just attack, attack, attack on anyone. They don't Supreme Court justices. They don't care. Um, they'll attack. I just. I just think they don't they don't want to be attacked. They like being popular. They I like guess. being liked. Mm-hmm. Wow. BizPack Review has an interesting article came out over the weekend. Doctor Julianne Malveaux, who once learned that her words can indeed come back to haunt her, is poised to become the first ever dean of ethnic studies at California State University in Los Angeles. Ethnic studies. Hmm. That's got to be right up there with gender studies and some other interesting majors. The announcement of the incoming dean's appointment raised eyebrows and criticism as a look at her past comments sparked questions about the move. A decade ago, Malvo issued an apology after she expressed her disdain for Clarence Thomas by publicly wishing for his death during a 1994 appearance on PBS claiming that she had meant her words as a wisecrack. Isn't that what liberals always... Oh, it was a joke. Yeah. Oh, you're so Mm thin-skinned. Quote, this is what she said. Quote, I hope his wife feeds him a lot of eggs and butter, and he dies early like many black men do of heart disease, she said at the time. (laughs) It took Malvo nearly 20 years to walk back her death-by-breakfast comments aimed at the now 73-year-old conservative black justice and take into account the damaging results from such flippant and irresponsible comments. Listen, she was not sorry she said it. She was sorry she was caught. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many times did your daddy tell you that? Son, your, your, your tears are not tears of repentance. They're tears that you got caught. In the wake of the Gabrielle Gifford shooting in 2011, Malvo, who was president of Bennett College for Women in Greensboro, North Carolina at the time, penned a blog post about the power of hate speech and used the forum to address her own actions and express regret for the reckless comments aimed at Thomas. Listen to what she said. Quote, It has taken me nearly two decades and an attempted assassination to understand the damage that my wisecrack might have caused, not to Justice Thomas, but to the public discourse. I hope it won't take our nation two more decades to understand and embrace the notion of speech civility, even for, no, especially for political opponents, Malvo said in 2011. Every day and in every way, I tell my students, faculty, and staff that I value civility. Yet my comment about Clarence Thomas was not only uncivil, it was ugly and unnecessary, and it wasn't really funny. I regret it. I apologize for it. I wish I could take it back. Wait a minute. <laughs> you uh, wish you wish the guy dead. You wish the guy dead, and you come out and say, well, uh, it wasn't the damage that I might have caused to Clarence Thomas, but to public discourse. <laughs> I've got news for you, lady. Had someone taken—and look, and this happens. Had someone taken you on your desire to see Clarence Thomas dead— and carried that out, it wouldn't be public discourse that would have died. It would have been Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so now Malvo, 67, she's got a Ph.D. in economics. She will begin her term as dean of the College of Ethnic Studies. 
She says, learning about people of color, learning about marginalized people, learning the whole of American history is as important as learning quantum physics or English literature, Malvo said in a statement. Now, listen, I, here's the thing, Doc. Uh, last time I checked, Clarence Thomas would be, as you would put it, a person of color. <laughs> but since he does not fit into your description of what a person of color ought to espouse, ought to believe, ought to carry through with, we can wish him dead. Now, we find abhorrent certain stereotypes, and I'm sure the good doctor would reject certain stereotypes that a certain race does certain things or likes certain things or lives out in certain ways. Yeah, we would reject that, and I'm sure the doctor of ethics would reject that. But that doctor of ethics would also say, if you're a person of color, you better stay on the liberal plantation or we will wish you dead. Is the good doctor a white woman? No. What is she? I don't know. She's a black woman. She's a black woman. Okay. I don't know who she is. Hmm. I guess she, I guess she, uh, I guess she gets famous because making controversial con- um, comments like that. The funny thing about Democrats, they, they don't believe in redemption of conservatives, but they believe in redemption of their idiotic, racial, hurtful comments. It, now, you know, now, it, it, gets, it gets worse. So she is the dean of ethnic studies, and she's slamming Clarence Thomas because she does not like Clarence Thomas's ideology. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's, yeah. not, it's mm-hmm. not okay. Yeah, he's uh, as she would say, a person of color. Now I would say he is a he's a great human being. He's an intelligent. He's a great justice. He's my favorite justice on the Supreme Court because he is rational. He's common sense. He knows the law. He's courageous. I love the guy. And plus, he uh, wrote the opinion in Lamprecht versus the FCC. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's make it all about you. (laughs) (laughs) But she goes on to say of Louis Farrakhan, to have a situation, uh, now let's see, no, the hatred of Louis Farrakhan, she said, is irrational, and she said, I might say it is racist. The hatred for Minister Farrakhan by white people is irrational and, might I say, racist, is how she put it. So you've got the, you've got the doctor of ethnic studies at this major university who praises Louis Farrakhan and hates Clarence Thomas. And, and, you, and you're going to tell me you're going to get a fair, unbiased education in her department. Well, I mean, she just proved herself that she can only see skin colors because she just assumes what a white person sees with Louis Farrakhan. I, I don't, I just see what's coming out of his mouth. That's the only thing I judge yeah. out of Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan. All right, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming right up. Shotgun with your 5 o'clock drive. Well, the drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. 18 minutes before the top of the hour. Um, well, we're talking about how hot it is in Portland, uh, in Oregon, lawmakers over the weekend. Maybe the heat's getting to them. No, they're just liberal. Uh, Oregon lawmakers passed a bill to make illegal immigrants eligible for Medicaid. And the Democratic governor there, uh, what is her name? Um, Brown yeah. is her first name. Mm. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, she's uh, Kate Brown. Kate, yeah. She's supposed to uh, go ahead and sign this bill, HB 
335 expands eligibility to adults who would otherwise qualify for Medicaid-funded state medical assistance programs but are excluded due to their immigration status. In other words, they're here illegally. Uh, listen, uh, by the way, they go on all Oregonians. Is that how you pronounce it? Oregonians, so. Oregonians, Oregonians. Oregonians. <laughs> Sounds like some creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> that must have qualify uh, quality affordable health care, regardless of who they are, where they live, Brown said in a statement in March. During my time as governor, we made great strides in expanding access. Currently, 94% of Oregonians and 100% of children have access to health care. The pandemic has taught us this is not good enough, and unfortunately, our communities of color have to pay the price. Gaps in coverage persist, and these gaps are disproportionately borne by communities of color. You think the gaps were bad in March? <laughs> yeah. You think the gaps were bad then? Mm -hmm. What you have done has made the gaps worse. Absolutely. This is unbelievable. I mean, listen, don't fall for the barrel of baloney. I'm trying to keep it PG here, that these people are compassionate people. You, you know, you would think the people from Oregon would be smart enough to know just, hey, just, just a little south of you has experimented with this for the last 50 years, and they're freaking broke. States are broke with Medicaid expansion in general anyway. But what is it in the water up in Portland? Well, it's, you know, all those states out there, um, you know, get on the coast, they're nutcases, get on the eastern part of the state, they're just normal middle-class farming, hardworking people. You know, that's Oregon's the state where the, there's several counties in the eastern part of Oregon that's trying Don't to want su succeed. succeed and yeah. join Idaho. Yeah. Good luck to them. I hope they do it. But listen, th th these people are not compassionate. And uh, by the way, for us here in eastern North Carolina, don't think this is not going to be uh, going to affect your pocketbook. It will. Uh, I mean, just it, go back and look at what Joe Biden has passed. And we are now bailing out states that are so far underwater. We're, we're bailing them out with federal tax money to the, to the point of billions and billions, if not trillions of dollars. And this is exactly what will happen in Oregon. Uh, your, your tax dollars will go for this. But these, these programs were never created to take care of the world's medical needs. Yeah. And the politicians who think they can wave this magic wand and make it happen— either have their economic head up there or their goal is to destroy the United States of America. And I think it might be the latter. Well, you know, it was all part of the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, well, well documented after the fact. Anyone with a brain saw it coming. It was just, I mean, it was set up for failure to really completely take over yeah. health care. To Complete. destroy the system so they could take it over and That's start right. again. Destroy the system, take it over. And I think it's just another attempt to just to do it again. To destroy it so they can control that's you know, that'd be close to twenty percent of the economy, sixteen percent I think it is, that will be controlled by government officials. The engine is not capable of pulling this load. And Americans no. there are American citizens who are depending on Medicaid and those American citizens will end up with nothing. I mean, listen, of all the people that ought to be outraged by this, it, it ought to be the poor. Because yeah, that, I, I that are American citizens. Yeah, yeah. that are American citizens. Because yeah. I realize you're not getting a lot, but you're not going to get anything. If this, <laughs> and this will, 
affect the folks in Oregon, but listen, it'll affect everybody in the United States. It, it, it will happen. Well, and, we will and, be going down the tubes. And demand will exceed supply. So what happens to that? Healthcare gets yeah. rationed, you know. You can, I mean, there are a lot of places now you can't even get in the emergency room now. Yeah. Or if you do, you'll bleed to death before, or you'll die of old age before they'll see you. And a super wealthy they're, they're elite. Taken care of. Yeah, they're, they're not. It's no. not going to affect them. No. No. Not one bit. Ilhan Omar from Minnesota has called for every illegal immigrant in the United States to have a pathway for citizenship. The uh, Minnesota squad member published a tweet on Monday commemorating her meeting with activists from the Coalition for Human Immigrant Rights of Los Angeles. We must create a pathway for citizenship for all undocumented people living here, she wrote. She noted that the Coalition for Human Immigration Rights of Los Angeles have been fasting for days in support of the idea. Immigrants get the job done, Ilhan wrote with a heart (laughs) emoji. Uh, You forgot one word, legal immigrants get the job done legal working immigrants yeah look we're not well i mean if you're a legal immigrant you're gonna have to be working I i'll mean, take her i'll take her up on that i'll i'll take well i'll take one in trade for her and take my chances <laughs> i mean i'll br- i'll bring one in and trade her out <laughs> just take my chances we've got one i guarantee we can get one that's more productive than she is <laughs> <laughs> so there were in the month of may 178,622 people who were uh, apprehended at the southwestern border. Um, and Vice President Harris, where did she go? She go to El Paso, El Paso, Texas, and never got to the border. By no, the way. and El Paso, Texas. For people that that know something about Texas, and I actually know some people from West Texas, El Paso, Texas is there's no border problem because actually people go back and forth all the time. At, at that border there are ranchers and business people from mexico and the united states that just kind of trade and and go freely there is no rush of people trying to jump the border there because uh it's just not <laughs> the problem was what thousand miles southeast of her wow <laughs> kamala and she will be our president i i, I i'm I sorry think, to tell I you think before the end of the year she will be joe biden you 1.9 trillion dollars <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood a beautiful day for a neighbor first thing you should do after work i turn on the radio check in with tom and benny gotta know what's happening in my city what's going on in my backyard things that are happening locally i like the local news things that i don't hear everywhere else I don't hear everywhere else for the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. It let me know what was going on in the local community. Eastern Carolina's news source is news and views on Talk 96.3 at 103.7. Welcome back in. Arizona is conducting an audit right now. And uh, Arizona and Georgia, there's a lot of controversy down there. The Dems are apparently rolling out. And as big as he is, you got to roll them out. Al Gore <laughs> to trash kind of let himself go after after he was. He's not looking real office. good. He's not looking real good. So he was on CNN yesterday, and of course CNN just you know, carried the water for him. But anybody that, and again, they're they're bringing him out, trying to 
undermine the Arizona audit before the results even come out. Now, my question is, okay, why would you, if, if, if you think it was good, it was legal, it was fair, then why would you fight it? Why wouldn't you invite this audit to take place? But anybody that believes what Al Gore believes about Joe Biden, how could you trust him to tell you truth about the audit? Whatever I say to him would have any uh, impact whatsoever. Uh, but just on the off chance that it would, I would say, please do the right thing. Acknowledge reality. Stop hurting this country. Stop undermining democracy. Honor the great and honorable traditions of the United States of America. This cannot go on the way it is. Now, I will, I will point out, Pamela, that it's kind of a sideshow, uh, and people are turning off to it now. I really think they're beginning to. And Joe Biden's popularity continues to rise. Look at what he's done in controlling the pandemic. Look at what he's done in facilitating the incredible economic resurgence with a very strong climate plan, uh, going overseas and really bringing the respect for the United States back up again after it sunk to a historic low during the previous uh, four years for reasons we all understand. I think he, he is really doing an outstanding job. He's got a tough hand to, to play, but he's playing it with great skill. Historic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is the other interesting thing that they're now coming up with is they're saying that Trump lost by 7 million votes in the popular vote. Well, again, the popular vote, whether I, I don't believe that that's true, but the popular vote nation, nationwide has nothing to do with who won the election. Mm -hmm. But uh, nonetheless, they're rolling out uh, Al Gore, and they're, they're, you know, they're trying to set him up as this um, great example of uh, a, a patriot because he conceded to George W. Bush back when he lost that election. Uh, and again, they're, they're laughing at and mimicking and trying to vilify anyone who would question what happened uh, in, in last year's uh, November general election. Uh, I, I, I strongly disagree when he says that the people are losing their interest in this. Now, I don't think it's going to change the outcome of the election, but my goodness, we better get it straight because otherwise they'll continue to try to get away with cheating. And Al Gore's been on the government dime longer than <laughs> jo Joe Biden. I mean, he, he's been elected office since he was like in his early 20s. Bingo. And he's made more money lying oh, since God. he got out of office than when he was lying when he was in office. Unbelievable. Hey, listen, thanks for being with us. We'll do it again on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.